Welcome to the Century Church Podcast with Dr. Patrick M. Quinn. You can find out more information about Century Church at www.century.church or download our app at the Apple or Google Play Store. Hey everyone, welcome back to the second week in our series called War, Fighting the Battles That Matter the Most. And last week we talked about fighting for your life. And this week we're going to talk about a very important topic, fighting for your spouse. Now when we're in a war, Paul reminds us in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 that we got to fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So today we're going to talk about fighting the good fight of faith. And in doing so, we're going to learn how to fight for our spouses. Now, not everyone may be married who's watching this, but it's interesting to note that the Pew Research Report for 2019 on marriage in America says this. The first thing, two two things that I want to share with you. Half of Americans ages 18 and older were married as of 2017. Half of our entire population of adult populations married. And the second that I find very interesting, love tops the list of Americans' reasons to marry. Isn't that interesting? About 9 in 10 Americans cited love as a very important reason to get married ahead of making a lifelong commitment. Now, I think that's very telling. Not that there's anything wrong with love, but so often love is getting distorted with lust and with temporary relationships that when they go south, people tend to move away from their marriages. And I want us to dig into what the Bible has to say. I want us to dig into what God's Word tells us about marriage and about what that looks like to fight for our spouses today. You know, Psalms 127 verse 1 tells us, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. That's such an important passage for us to be reminded of when it comes to our marriages we got to let God build the house. we got to let God build the home. we got to let God build in each one of us that our marriages may be strengthened, not by our own might, not by our own power, but by the very power of God. So let me ask you a question today. Are you fighting with your spouse or for your spouse? You know, I don't know about you, but I get into these silly fights sometimes with my wife. We get into silly little fights. I mean, sometimes we've had some pretty big disagreements, but most of the time it's, it's silly little fights or, or um, you know, moments when we don't see eye to eye. What do you call the fights in your marriage? I don't know about you guys, but I tend to call them moments when I was wrong and she was right. I'll give you an example, for instance. Like, I'll come home at night and ready to watch a little bit of television, and I come in and she has already commandeered the sitting room with the TV on and she's watching one of those shows raising all of those kids. You know the shows where there's like 10, 12, 15, 20 kids? Can you imagine in my life I'm already raising seven. My blood pressure just goes up. I'm like, why are we watching a show about our life? Can we not put on some sports or some movie or something to laugh at? But she loves those shows. So oftentimes I acquiesce and I end up watching one of those shows with all those babies, all those kids running around and and usually enjoy just the evening of sitting on the couch next to her. What are some of the silly fights that you have? You know, when you think about the fights that you have, they really are silly for the most part. Some of us are fighting some big fights. Some of us have some issues right now and we're fighting with our spouse. Some of us are on the brink of divorce. Some of us have just found out that maybe our spouse has let us down 
failed us in some way. And some of us just haven't been doing our part. Some of us haven't been pulling our weight. Some of us haven't been living into our vows. Some of us have not been living the way in which God would want us to live in our marriage. And this message right now, I hope will transform hearts, will set some people free, and will bind together some of these marriages that may be fraying at the seams. And just for those that think they have it all figured out in a good marriage, I hope this talk might help you go to a great marriage. Hey, here's some thoughts to consider today as we get ready to jump into this. We have not been taught to fight for our spouse. That's something that I've realized in preparing for this message today is we haven't really been taught to fight for our spouse. Not in today's culture, not in today's ways. We have not been taught to fight for our spouse. We've been taught to fight for our own selfish desires, for our own ambitions, for our own dreams, for our own goals. We've been taught to, to, to fight for what we want out of different situations and scenarios, our careers, our education, and it goes right into our relationships. We've not been taught to fight for our spouse. We have been taught, I would say, by culture to fight with our spouse. And when it doesn't work out, we just flee. When it doesn't work out, we give up. When it doesn't work out, we just get divorced. And that's the first thing that I want you to be very much cognizant of is that we have not been taught to fight for our spouse, not by the the culture that we live in today. However, the Bible, God's Word, teaches us Not so much how to fight for our own selfish desires, but how to fight for the desires of others, how to fight for the hearts of others. And it digs right in in the very beginning on how to fight for our spouse. The second thing that I want you to consider today as we talk about fighting for our spouse is that marriage is OJT, everyone. It's on the job training. None of us know what we're getting into until we get into it. It's amazing to me all of the weddings that I have done. You know, nobody knows exactly what they're getting into. Everyone wants to act like they got it all figured out. But I'm telling you right now, for those of us that are married, you know, depending on how many years you've been married, and I've got 20 under my belt right now, is that marriage is on-the-job training. You're figuring it out as you go. And so there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to stretch. There's a lot to grow. There's a lot of learning that happens. And marriage is a beautiful training ground. The third thing that I want to share with you is quitting doesn't make life easier. It never makes life easier. People think that if they quit something, that the next thing that comes along will be better and better and better. And what I want to share with you right now about that is quitting just begets quitting, just begets quitting. We learn to be a quitter in so many things in our life. Instead of just living into the covenant, living into the commitment. It's interesting that that Pew Research report said love is the top of the list. Not a lifelong commitment, not a lifelong partner, not someone that we're going to learn all about the ups and downs of life. No, that's not what it is. It's about love. And really for Americans, love is, well, it's temporary. It's not like the love that God describes in the Bible that is forever, unfailing, unconditional, agape. No, the love that we often ascribe to in America is a, a love that will ultimately fail a love that will ultimately wither away. What the Bible wants to teach us is quitting. Quitting isn't going to help you. Quitting is going to hurt you. Living into a commitment, living into a command, living into the sacredness of the vows that we take in our marriages, living into a a norm where we fight for one another, 
that is going to build great character. It's going to build you stronger spiritually, and it's going to set you free to do so many other things in life because you have committed. You will become someone who's committed in many other areas of life because you are committed to your spouse. You know, I'm the football chaplain for the Pike Road High School right now, motivational speaker, if you will. And so I I have the opportunity to speak to the team uh, weekly. And one of the talks that I just recently gave was a talk entitled, Wishing to Win is Willing to Lose. Wishing to Win is Willing to Lose. And what I find with a lot of people with their marriages these days is lots of people are wishing to win on their wedding day. They're wishing to win. And if it doesn't work out, if, if things get tough, if she doesn't do what I hope that she does, or he doesn't become the person that I hope he becomes, they're wishing to win. And wishing to win is willing to lose. And the only way that I know to do it, and the only way that I've seen it modeled in front of me by so many faithful people that have gone on to 30 and 40 and 50 year marriages, is they were willing to win every day in their marriage. They were willing to win. They were willing to fight for each other. They were willing to be side by side in the challenges, in the defeats, in the failures, in the valleys, in the darkness. And they had hope for one another. They meant it when they took their vows, till death do us part. What I've learned watching when a spouse loses their loved one, is that with deep love comes deep sadness. You know, this past week, we lost a beloved church member that passed away after a 10-year battle of cancer. Many of you know who she is, Debbie Deermeyer. And as I got the opportunity to be with her husband, Steve, and the family, on the day in which she passed away, I came over moments later And Steve met me at the door, right at the front door, right after Debbie had passed away. And we embraced, we hugged, he cried, and he looked around his house, right there at the front door, just looked around. And the first words out of his mouth, I shall never forget. He said, she was my home. This is just a house. I don't have a home anymore. Wherever she was, that was my home. Wow. The psalmist is right. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Wherever she was, that was my home. You know, God wants you to fight for your spouse. God wants you to fight for your spouse. And I saw that in Steve. I saw that in Debbie. I saw that in the way that they lived their lives and their marriage in front of one another. And even in that moment of death, I saw it. That was his whole world, his home. Everything else was just stuff. Isn't it interesting? It made me be reminded of the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter 2. Starting in verse 22, this is the beginning of marriage for the Bible. The way the Bible writes the story of marriage. It says, With the rib taken from the human, the Lord God fashioned a woman and brought her to the human being. And the human said, This one finally is bone from my bones and flesh from my flesh. She will be called a woman 
because from a man she was taken. This is the reason that a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife and they become one flesh. The two of them were naked, the man and his wife, but they weren't embarrassed. The man says in that scripture, bones and flesh of my flesh. That's the picture of marriage when two become one. You know, Jesus reminded his followers thousands of years later that marriage was more than a contract with God. In fact, let me turn to Matthew chapter 19, verses 5 and 6. And in that it says, Because of this a man should leave his father and mother and be joined together with his wife, and the two will be one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, humans must not pull apart what God has put together. Hey, listen to me. When we fight for our spouse, we are putting Jesus first and trusting in God's design for marriage. This is so important because when you think about the way in which marriage is supposed to go, when you think about the way in which we have the opportunity to learn how to love each other, to care for each other, to share life with each other, to really fight for each other. I want to challenge you today with a few things. I want to challenge you to think a little differently about your marriage than maybe you've thought before. I want to challenge no matter where you find yourself. You know, think for a moment how you might rate your marriage. Would you rate your marriage on a scale of 1 to 10? You don't have to type it in the chat or anything, but just where, where would you put your marriage right now on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being it's, it's not good. Patrick, it's not good. Five, it's, it's okay. It's good. It's, it's, it's all right. It's average. Ten, it's out of this world. It's amazing. It's better than what you even thought. Where would you rate your marriage right now? Now listen to this. It doesn't matter where you rate your marriage. You still need to fight for your spouse. If you're sitting on a ten right now, you cannot become complacent. Many of you know that. You understand that. If you're sitting at a five right now and you're settling for an average marriage, God wants you to fight for your spouse. God wants you to elevate that marriage. God wants you to have an above average, amazing marriage. I believe that Christians should have the most fruitful, amazing marriages because we are living according to the ways of God and we are giving ourselves in selfless sacrifice for one another. That we are modeling the very life of Jesus the Christ in how we treat our spouse and how that opens overflows into our family, our friends, into the workforce, into the whole world. So if you're sitting there today and you're like, it's an average marriage at best, it's okay. I want you to fight for your spouse. I want you to elevate that. I would love to see over the next six, eight weeks, the next year, two, four, five years, for you to be able to say, man, it's a seven now. It's an eight. It's a 10. If you're sitting there to one right now, if you're sitting there on the brink of disaster, there's only one way out of that hole. There's only one way out. You've got to turn your heart over to Jesus. You have to turn your marriage over to Jesus. You have to remember the way I started this message, that unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain you got to remember that the way that we're instructed as followers of Jesus is that two become one. And when two become one, there's no way to separate it. There's no way to take you back out. There's nothing left that is just you. It will always be both of you. 
You know, I think about that with my wife 20 years. There's no way. There's no way for me to get back out now. Just me. I'm too filled up with her. And she's too filled up with me for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. So the only thing left to do is to fight for it. Because when you fight for it, you're actually fighting for yourself. Because there, you are in her. She is in you, guys. That's the way it works. You're fighting for yourself. Because there's so much of you in your spouse. So how do you fight for your spouse? How do you do that today? No matter if you're at a one or a five or a 10, how do you fight for your spouse? And the first thing I would say to you is never give up. Never give up. Too many marriages today in our culture, they give up. That's for both people, by the way. Now, I'm not speaking about the extremes. And I know some of you will go right there to the extremes. There are extreme situations that you must get out of a very toxic situation. But for the majority of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we tend to give up too soon. I hear it over and over and over again from so many people who've been divorced that they gave up too soon. It's a lesson that they take with them, hopefully, into a next marriage, if that's what ultimately happens, that they can know that, hey, I gave up too soon. But maybe for you today, wherever you are on the spectrum of your marriage, you need to hear, never give up. Never give up. You got to get back up. You got to be someone who's willing to win at this fight, not just wishing to win. And that gets me to the second point. How to fight for your spouse? Fight for your home. Steve was right, you know. I never quite heard it that way. He wrecked my day and really my week. Never heard it quite that way when he said she was my home. She was my home. This is just a house. I don't have a home anymore. You know, I hope for each one of us who are married today that we might be able to utter the same words with the same passion, with the same deep sadness, and yet the same complete joy that two actually can become one because that's what I saw in Steve that day. Two had become one. And I can only hope for each one of our marriages that it would be that strong, that it'd be that beautiful, that it would be that amazing. That you would be able to say, he's my home. She is my home. In order to do that, you got to look at them differently. You got to fight for your home. Hey, the third thing real quickly is you got to pursue your spouse. You know, we, we get busy pursuing all sorts of things. Maybe we've forgotten to pursue our spouse. Maybe we've been pursuing a, a new business venture or, or a new uh, hobby or a new education, whatever it may be. I would just remind you that in the pursuit of all of these other things, don't leave your spouse behind. Pursue your spouse. That's a way you fight for one another. You still pursue each other. Hey, guys, when she was that beautiful girl that you were just hoping would go on a date with you, when she was that wonderful woman that you had fallen deep in love with and you were getting ready to get on your knee with a ring in your pocket and you had hoped that she would say yes. <laughs> you were pursuing pretty hard then, weren't you? 
Maybe we just need to be reminded today that the pursuit is all the days of our life. Hey, and the last one real quickly, pray for your marriage. Pray for your marriage. We are fighting a fight that is spiritual. We are fighting a fight, remember, not against flesh and blood, but against evil itself, against spiritual forces of wickedness that are trying to devour us. We are fighting a battle. We are fighting a war that is trying to divide you. Because if, if God, if, if the devil can divide your marriage... If Satan can take hold of some ground in your marriage, then all kinds of other things can unravel in your life. God does not want that to happen. God wants you to fight for your spouse and God wants to fight right alongside with you. So pray for your marriage. Call upon God. Call upon Jesus. Call upon the Holy Spirit to be very much a part of the center of your marriage. All right, and I got one more challenge for you. Last week, I brought my childhood Bible, and many of you sent pictures and showed pictures online on social media of your childhood Bible. I love to see it. I want to challenge you. Maybe it's been a while. Break out that old video of your wedding day. Watch it this week. You've probably watched enough Netflix. You could, you could use a little home video action. Go and watch your wedding this week. Go open up the wedding album, the photo album, that long time ago you thought you paid so much money for all those pictures, right guys? Go open it up. Maybe sit together on the couch. Hold hands. Give each other a kiss. Remember the covenant that you made. And maybe look at each other a little differently. She is your home. He is your home, and that is worth fighting for. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we bow before you today, and we give you thanks and praise for your word that comes alive in us. And so, God, I pray right now that as the psalmist wrote, unless the Lord builds it, the builders labor in vain, that we are reminded that you must be at the center of our marriages, at the center of of these relationships. God, they're worth fighting for because you fight for them. You wanted them from the very beginning. You put us together to be partners, co-creators in your world, to be sojourners on this life, in this road of life. God, you, you desire for these healthy, whole, amazing marriages. So God, I pray over every person who's watching this today that is married. I pray, God, that they would be reminded that two have become one and that Christian marriage is supposed to be one in which we serve each other, we give for each other, we love each other, and we become so close and intimate and intertwined that you could never pull us apart. You could never get back out just one person for two have become one. So God, do that in our marriages again. In every marriage, in our church family and beyond, do that, God. By the power of your Holy Spirit, strengthen us. God, send us those reminders of the blessings of being in a relationship with each other. God, I pray that we would get to the end of our days, much like Steve and Debbie did, where Steve can say, she was my home. I pray, God, that the marriages that hear this message today, 
that they would be able to indeed say, thank you, God. She is my home. Thank you, God. He is my home. And in that, you will have done something beautiful and amazing in our lives. For we have lived into the blessing of the covenant of marriage. This is not just something to take lightly, Lord. We know that. So forgive us of our sins. Forgive us where we have failed our spouses. And put us on right ground with you and right ground with one another. Heal our marriages. Make them stronger. And help us, God, to live more and more like you with one another. That we may see the blessing that you have put in front of us, our husbands, our wives, and the way in which you have shared an incredible blessing, the ability to be able to love each other. So God, may it be so today. Heal us up, make us stronger, give us peace, and send us out into a world to share the good news of Jesus Christ together. May we win the war with you. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, amen.